What's up, you guys? Steven Milhausen here. It is Thursday, May the 6th, 2021. Walk with Fight Club. Man, I got a doozy for you guys today. But before that, just want to thank everyone for listening to the interview with Sammy Guevara. A lot of great stuff from Sammy. Getting some good traction. So, man, we're getting some really good stuff there. So, really big thanks to Sammy G for the taking the time out. But, don't forget, rate, review, download, and subscribe to the podcast. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. He said a lot, which I was very impressed with. And thank you to everyone so far that I we just uh, released the audio from the podcast I did on Facebook Live and the YouTube page last night. That's getting a lot of play already as well. Doing well on Facebook, doing well on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Like and re- like and follow the Facebook channel, Facebook page. It's simple. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. There you go. It's right there for you. And also the YouTube channel. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club and hit the subscribe button. But a big one today. Really big one. I think the biggest one this year, and I've talked – in my mind, it is. I don't know. I've talked to Canelo Alvarez. I think that's the biggest one we've had this year. But, you know, every year I come in, like, near the end of the year, I think about who I talk to, I look at who I talk to. And then I get a I get a piece of paper, and I have a bucket list. And I, I always do bucket lists. I'm a big bucket list guy. I look at what I've done in the Latin. God, we're going on. We're... Just past 10 years. It's past 11 years. I mean, past 11 years in the game. And, you know, I look at who I've talked to just like UFC. I've talked to Dana White. Check. Conor McGregor. Check. Ronda Rousey. Check. John Jones. Check. George St. Pierre. Check. Anderson Silva. Check. Randy Couture. Check. Chuck Liddell. Check. Tito Ortiz. Check. Kamara Usman. Check. Israel Adesanya. Check. Daniel Cormier. Check. John Anik. Check. That's that's really not bad. Michael Chandler. Check. Charles Oliveira. Check. Tony Ferguson. Check. Demetrius Johnson. Check. Jose Aldo. Check. Bjorn Rebney. Check. Scott Coker. Check. Misha Tate. Check. Eddie Alvarez. Check. I've talked to a lot. Nate Diaz. Check. Jorge Masvidal. Check. Ben Askren. Check. You look, go look in the boxing. Canelo Alvarez. Check. Anthony Joshua. Check. Deontay Wilder. Check. Tyson Fury. Check. Eddie Hearn. Check. Floyd Mayweather. Check. Leonard Ellerby. Check. Vasily Lomachenko, check. Tiafimo Lopez, check. 
trying to think of who else. I'm just trying to just in my Ryan Garcia, check. Oscar De La Hoya, check. Bob Arum, even though it was contentious, <laughs> check. Oh, let's see who else. That was an interesting conversation with Bob Arum. It was before Mick Conlon fought here in Chicago. The for and he had the card on a Memorial Day weekend, which was weird. If you're having a Mick Conlon fight in Chicago, you have him fight St. Patrick's Day because that's a really big deal here in Chicago. But what do I know? Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of who else here. Terrence Crawford, check. Errol Spence, check. Keith Thurman, check. Danny Garcia, check. The Charlo brothers, check. You get the point. WWE, you look at wrestling. John Cena, check. CM Punk, check. Kenny Omega, WWE, AEW. Kenny Omega, check. Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks. Cody. Triple H. It's a lot. Brock Lesnar. That was a. Weird interview, but an awesome interview all at the same time. I've talked to Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I've talked Roddy Piper, Steve Austin. But So every year, long story short, every year I have a, I have a list. And... I got to check one of those off yet on Wednesday. And my God, it was a ton of fun. I gotta lie. I, I don't get, and I was, I was telling my wife this when I got confirmation of the interview on Tuesday, I don't get giddy. I get excited for every interview because I always view it as it, it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to talent, whether it, talk to anyone whether it's in boxing mma or pro wrestling the fact that these athletes take time out of their day and i know some of it's media obligated and i get their pr obligated but they still can say no but i know when my name's on the bill people know who i am and i i take great pleasure in that and that means a lot i'm going to give 110 percent every single time i'm going to ask the questions you guys want to know whether they give the answer totally up to them I got to talk to the great Paul Heyman, the special counsel to the tribal chief of the reigning, defending, uncontroverted, undisputed, universal champion, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is on my list, too, for 2021, by the way. And I've already talked to, and I've talked to John Moxley, who's... Also in the archives, by the way. <laughs> and so is Sammy Guevara. Jeff Jarrett. But no. Paul Heyman was on my list. My wrestling list is pretty huge. I want to talk to The Rock. I want to talk to Roman Reigns. And I've talked to Tony Khan this year. That was awesome. And that was on a whim. I've talked to Mike Tyson. I've talked to some like really awesome people. I was... And I've corresponded with Paul in the past and the last like six months or so me and Paul have really become chummy on DM we you know if I see something cool on Smackdown I'll see DM me one time about something and then like we just started that correspondence which was really awesome and 
a guy I definitely respect. He's done a lot. You look at the WCW days, the ECW, coming to WWE, then coming back to WWE with Brock, and the great stuff he's doing now with Roman Reigns. So it's just truly a pleasure to talk to Paul Heyman ahead of the big SmackDown episode coming up on Friday. Go big edition of SmackDown. You can catch that on Fox, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. We talk a ton about Roman Reigns. Just how big SmackDown's gotten since Roman and Paul have aligned up. Talk about his handkerchief, which I thought was awesome. Um, why he dresses like he does. I think that's pretty cool, the, the reasoning behind that. Where's Roman Reigns? Where does he rank among the GOATs of all-time WWE champions? We talk some Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Do we get... We talk Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Is that Because Drew McIntyre, when I talk to Drew, and that will be released on Monday, of where he feels... Or actually, no, I'm going to release that on Tuesday. I take that back. Of where he ranks among the Pantheon. Where that match ranks among the, the big matches remaining in WWE that you can really sink your teeth into and really have a big-time program. Is that the biggest match to make for WrestleMania 38 next year, next April, at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, which over 70,000 people will be packing, will be setting a record-breaking, record-breaking, attendance record for a boxing match here in the United States, breaking the record of Muhammad Ali and Leon Spinks to at the Superdome of over 63,000. So right now, over 65,000 tickets have been sold. 70,000 are expected for Saturday night. Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders, super middleweight title unification about the winner walks out with three super middleweight titles. You catch that exclusively on zone. Cheap plug there. But talk to the Heyman Hustle. We talked a lot. It was fun. It's always great to talk to Paul Heyman. So I looked forward to it. We talked a while. We Paul gave me some good time. It was only supposed to be 20 minutes. We went a little bit over. And now it's because, like me, Paul loves to talk. But right now, here is the special counsel to the tribal chief. The reigning, defending, undisputed, uncontroverted. WWE Universal Champion, the big dog Roman Reigns, the one and only Paul Heyman. Steven Milhausen here from the zone. Wait, 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 stop. Let's get, check out that pocket score. Look at that. Three, two, one, now go. (laughs) Three, two, one, we'll go against Steven Milhausen here from the zone. It is Cinco de Mayo, May the 5th, two days away. From the big SmackDown, go big this Friday night on Fox, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. He is the special counsel to the tribal chief, the head of the table, the reigning, defending universal champion, Roman Reigns, the one and only Paul Heyman. And Paul, that's square, my friend. Looking sharp today. Sharp every day. I'm special counsel to the tribal chief. We don't we don't do things second class around here. Now I feel a little underdressed here. I got a one championship hat on. I got an Under Armour hoodie, a 40th birthday balloon, and a bunch of memorabilia behind me. I feel underdressed. Nobody's 
Yeah, but nobody's tuning in to see you. <laughs> you sure? I'm 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 the guy around here supposedly. That's what Drew McIntyre told me yesterday. Drew McIntyre likes likes to smooch the the, the, the of media so that they write nice things about him, especially in comparison to Roman Reigns, who is the champion in WWE, despite what anybody on Raw thinks. So no matter what Drew McIntyre's goals are, it's, it's, it's always going to be, let's be nice to the media. So the media is nice to Drew McIntyre. So you, you don't like being nice to guys like us. I just don't know why I have to hype SmackDown. To, to, be, to be real honest with you, I, I, I don't know why my task during the week is to hype SmackDown, because I really think SmackDown hypes itself. Uh, you you want to hype SmackDown, here's, the, here's all the hype you need. This Friday, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the end-all be-all, the head of the table, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the reigning, defending, uncontroverted, undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion will be live, live, no net on SmackDown. That's all the hype you need. That's it. That's the reason to tune in. There's no other there's no other thing that I can say that can hype anybody up more than that. You get to witness Roman Reigns live. What more do you need? We need you. We need you holding the title, Paul. I well, first you do of all, a great job holding the title, title cutting those promos. I only hold the title at the behest and the and and and, and the command of my boss, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, number one. And and number two. Uh, I'm part of the package. So when you get the tribal chief, the special counsel is along his side. You said something very intriguing, and, and I agree with you 100%. You look at where SmackDown's at ever since you and Roman and then with Jey Uso, you guys aligned together. The show's been on another level. It's been not even you saying this. I've talked to people in the company, and I've said the same thing. That just It's the best show right now in all of WWE, the best show in all of wrestling. And what is it about you and Roman together? It just seems like you had that magic with Brock. You had that magic with Punk. It just seems like you with Roman Reigns is just right now on a completely different level. I, I had the run of a lifetime with Brock Lesnar. And what we accomplished in our eight years since we returned in 2012, let alone what we accomplished in the 18 years since 2002. And that includes writing a book together, that includes Brock's run in UFC. Uh, many would make the valid claim what would be impossible to top. Um, a near 600 day run as, as champion, multiple world titles, and the single biggest victory in the history of WWE, which was Brock Lesnar conquering the Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania 30. To top that, to compete with that, to follow that is an impossible task. It can't be done. But that's the goal. That's, that's, that's the vision of where we want to take Roman Reigns. We Roman Reigns also was at a point in his career for WrestleMania main events scheduled for five um, 
multiple world championship runs on top since the day he started on the main roster. What was left for Roman Reigns to accomplish except the status of the undisputed, uncontroverted GOAT? And that is the driving force. That's the ambition. That's the vision. That's the desire. That's the dream. That's the craving. That's the lust. That's the seduction. That's the lure. That is the goal. Every single solitary micro moment that you see both the character and the man, Roman Reigns, unfold in front of your eyes. And that was the only thing that could put me back in front of the camera after my run with Brock Lesnar. Because to me, it would be, again, if, if I'm not with someone that is driven by the ambition of accomplishing the impossible, uh, then it was time to call it a day. Yeah. But that's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wants to top everything he's done since he debuted on the main roster. Roman Reigns wants to accomplish and top everything that was done by Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, you name it. Come Ric Flair, combine them all, stack them high. And Roman Reigns wants to go to a level all of them together could not could not achieve. That's the goal. Every single solitary micro moment you see him on camera. And that's 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 an, a level of ambition that I strive for as well. So it's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to collaborate with such a vision. You know, we've talked, me and you have talked through DMs and after some episodes of SmackDown in the last six months, and just about how great you've been doing and how great Roman is doing. And you bring it up about him being, getting to that other level, getting to be the GOAT. Where do you feel he needs to go? What does he need to do or how long does he need to get to that? Like you said, like that Bruno, the Hogan's, the Rocks, the Austin's. How long do you think he needs to get to that level in this current run? I think you're seeing it every Friday on SmackDown. Um, if you take a look at, at, at the evolution of the persona since he returned at the end of August, and you watch how at the beginning, every word was intentional. Every movement had a purpose during his promos in that we were starting to reveal the the dynamic of who this actual human being is and then as we got into the rivalry with jay uso and you started to understand he's not just the tribal chief he's the head of the table and why is he the head of the table and the explanation of how he feeds not just his own immediate family how he is responsible for the entire Anawai Fatu uh, dynasty, how he takes care of everybody, 
how everyone relies on him and, and, and what that pressure, indeed that burden must be on a man and how the championship is, is a must, not just a prop, not just something for me or him to hold, not just the, 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 the token that is demonstrative of being the main event, the top attraction in the promotion, but how it is a tool by which he can uh, demonstrate to the world that he is the WrestleMania main event, the champion, the attraction in, in all of WWE and the sports entertainment. And then as we got into the Kevin Owens situation and you start to see the, the sheer savagery of his ambition and why that ambition plays out into the psyche and how it plays out into the psyche of the persona, the character, and the man known as Roman Reigns. And then you get to the WrestleMania main event. And he's against Edge, who's a Hall of Famer, Daniel Bryan, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and the fact that he then not only defeats them both, but he stacks them in the most declaratively dominant pinfall in the history of WrestleMania main events. Every moment that you see Roman Reigns on television, you are witnessing a character, a persona, and a human being accomplish that vision of going to a level never achieved by San Martino, Hogan, Austin, Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Ric Flair, etc., etc., etc. You're witnessing it every single time. You're not only seeing another layer evolve, you're seeing another layer get pulled back at the very same time. And the strength from which he demonstrates this greatness is at the very same time, and quite compelling and riveting, a very vulnerable moment because he's revealing another side of himself to the public that is authentic, that is genuine, that is really him, himself, the human being. And it's fascinating to watch. Who's more fascinating to watch? You can only pick one, Paul. Brock or Roman? It would be like asking who, who revolutionized, indeed evolutionized both sports and, and sports entertainment more, Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey. And you can't make the comparison because their platforms are different. The goals for Brock Lesnar were much different than the goals for Roman Reigns. The, the platform for Brock Lesnar was different than the platform for Roman Reigns. It, 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 it's, it's to the point where we're not only in completely different presentations, we're almost in completely different industries here. Yeah. Um, so while I am admittedly avoiding answering the question, the reason why I'm avoiding answering the question 
is that no answer could do what you're asking justice because it's it's a completely different dynamic with Brock Lesnar than it was with Roman Reigns in the same way of saying, well, how did Brock Lesnar transition from college wrestling to WWE, then from WWE to UFC, and from UFC to WWE? Um, Then you look at Ronda Rousey and how she put um, women's MMA on the map and made it on par with men's MMA, main eventing in strike force, main eventing um, in, 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 uh, in, 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 in UFC. Uh, how is that possible? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just a completely different dynamic. It's, it's saying, well, who was greater, Michael Jordan or Babe Ruth? You can't really answer it. The dynamic is different. You know, I asked Drew McIntyre this question yesterday, and I want to pose, and I'll pose the same question to you. We talked about near the end about WrestleMania 38 next year being at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, you look at 100,000 people. I'm going to be there this weekend for the big Canelo Alvarez fight. They're packing 70,000 people. And you expect by next year, it'll be around 100,000 for Mania. I feel the biggest match right now in WWE would be Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre for whichever title. They don't even have to really be a title on the line, just considering the magnitude of both guys at this point. Do you feel, Paul, right now that is the biggest match to make in WWE? Don't know because there's a, there's a lot of different variables that can happen. You, you take a well. First of all, if it's if it's right now, this very moment, it's a huge attraction. I, I also would, would 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 submit to you after what Roman Reigns just did at this year's WrestleMania. If you hear that there's a WrestleMania, which, by the way, will star Roman Reigns, because he is the star of WrestleMania, and he certainly demonstrated that this year. I'd buy a ticket. How could you not? After the most declaratively dominant pinfall in the history of WrestleMania main events, what is Roman Reigns going to do to top that at next year's WrestleMania? Because he's going to have to top it. He's going to have to. That's that 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 is who that character, the persona, and the man are. Yeah. So, um, at this moment, yes, it'd be a huge match with Drew McIntyre. Be a huge match against Bobby Lashley. Um, it it it, it right now, a hundred thousand tickets to see Roman Reigns. I would have no qualms just saying, ladies and gentlemen, we're putting tickets on sale right now, this moment for next year's WrestleMania. 100,000 tickets are available. If that doesn't sell out in an, in, in an hour, then people, then people miss the press release. Because if you know that Roman Reigns is in the main event of next year's WrestleMania, and Roman Reigns will be in the main event of next year's WrestleMania, and that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. He, he, he is worthy of that ticket purchase. I want to ask you this, you know, because it seems like the direction right now is at the, from the end of SmackDown this week was – Looks like Roman and Cesaro, and Cesaro's been on a great run this year. You had a run with him in the past when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Can you talk about Cesaro's evolution from that moment to right now? Yes, Cesaro is ready, willing, able, and and 
and the audience is willing to accept Cesaro stepping into this spotlight. The bad news for Cesaro is he's exactly where Roman Reigns was a few years ago, which was the right guy in the right place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, Cesaro is at the top of his game and he deserves this spotlight. Yeah. That is one magnificent athlete. I think Cesaro was the right guy in the right place at the wrong time before in history. And that's when he was with me. Because the reason Cesaro was put with me was not to make Cesaro a main event player. It was the day after WrestleMania 30. It was the day after Brock Lesnar conquered the streak. And with Brock Lesnar taking a hiatus, we needed a platform from which Paul Heyman could advocate my client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the Undertaker's undefeated streak in WrestleMania. Because the biggest box office that WWE could accomplish was the rematch between Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker. Whether that took six months, a year, or a year and a half, which it ended up taking. That was absolutely undisputed, uncontroverted, the match to go to. And in order to build it up, you needed the advocate repeating those words ad nauseum. My client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the Undertaker's undefeated streak in WrestleMania. But what reason did I have to be on television without Brock Lesnar available to show up on Mondays? So by having Cesaro, I had an excuse to be on television. So that was Cesaro's role. Cesaro was a supporting player in the ongoing saga between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. That's unfortunate for Cesaro, but in terms of big box office, that was his role. Yeah. Now, years later, Cesaro is ready for a title. And while I love having him on SmackDown and can't imagine what Raw could offer SmackDown in terms of a trade, Cesaro's only hope of being the champion of a brand is to go to Raw. Because he's not taking that title away from Brock Lesnar, from, from Roman Reigns. He's just not. He's just not. It's not going to happen. Now, Cesaro wants to set his sights on the Intercontinental title. I happen to like the champion Apollo Crews. Okay. Then, then that, Cesaro has a fighting chance there. That, that's an interesting matchup. But there's no one at, at Roman Reigns' level right now. Just no one. There, there's no two men. Hey, WrestleMania was supposed to be a triple threat. Yeah. A Hall of Famer Edge, a guaranteed Hall of Famer Daniel Bryan. How many world championships between the two of them? And it ended up being a handicap match. And Roman Reigns stacked them and pinned them both. There's no one on Roman Reigns' level. And that includes, unfortunately, for a man who would be unquestionably 
the top star in WWE at the moment, Cesaro. But Cesaro's not on Roman Reigns' level. It's just not going to happen. Well, I want this, and I, you said something right at the end there that I felt very intriguing. No one on his level. I'll pose a guy to you, a guy you know very well from the University of Minnesota. Right now, up in Canada on his tractor, not having a care in the universe. What if the big guy, Mr. Brock Lesnar, what if Brock came back, Paul, and he wants to insert himself into to be involved with the tribal chief, the reigning, defending, undisputed universal champion? You know, I, I always hate when people say to me, that's an interesting question or that's an interesting answer because it makes it, it means that the other questions that I asked or the answers that I gave are not interesting. Your answers are already, um, already awesome, but a good reporter, Paul, and you notice you've talked to the best. You've talked to a good friend of ours, Ariel Hawani, numerous times, and Richard Deutsch, a guy we both know as well, and got to pick up on cues. Uh, well, I, well I, I, I respect Richard tremendously, and I would respect Ariel tremendously if he would stop with his sycophantic infatuation with, with, with Daniel Cormier. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll text Ariel that when we're done. Um, but I wasn't criticizing my own questions or answers. I, I was just saying, I, I, I find that your question's very interesting. Thank you. The problem that I have with your question is that, you're welcome, is that, is that it's based on a hypothetical. And my father, was a far smarter man than I, I will ever be, uh, which, which, which is a testament to my father. Um, my father used to have a saying, if, 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 if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. She doesn't, so she's not. If, 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 if Brock Lesnar were to return, if, it's a hypothetical, yeah. Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. You know how you can be cognizant of the fact that Brock Lesnar does not want to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, or at least not yet, because he hasn't done it. Because if 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 Brock Lesnar wanted to, it would have happened already, and it hasn't happened already because he doesn't want to. Now there may be reasons why he doesn't want to. And that's for Brock Lesnar to reveal if, if, if Brock Lesnar ever decides to reveal it, the man doesn't tweet. No. He doesn't post pictures on Instagram. He, he's, not a, he's not a public persona. He's a very private beast. And he does enjoy being on his tractor and on his combine. And the man loves the farm. And if, if, if Brock Lesnar ever decides to appear in public, it'll be when Brock Lesnar wants to appear in public because Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. My and, and by the way, to this moment, as far as I know, the aunt still doesn't have balls. She's not my uncle. <laughs> I don't know how I can't go any farther. We will end with that. Go big. Smackdown this coming Friday night, live on Fox, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. He is the special counsel to the tribal chief, the head of the table, the reigning, defending, undisputed universal champion. 
uncontroverted, un- uncontroverted, uncontroverted. I always, I don't hear that word often, Paul. Uncontroverted, raising, defending, defending. undisputed, uncontroverted. uncontroverted. WWE, because you got a brand, yep. you got to brand it. That always brand WWE Universal, which is bigger than world heavyweight champion. And catch Paul and Roman and Jey Uso Friday night on SmackDown. Please, please, please give Roman top billing. I did. I'm. I'm I, I, no, you said Paul and Roman. Well, we're talking Paul, so that was... you 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 catch the tribal chief Roman Reigns and his special counsel Paul Heyman and his right hand man main event Jey Uso. I might add. This Friday, live on SmackDown. Live. No net. It's a dangerous situation, especially for Cesaro. You know, we've talked on DM in the last six months or so, Paul. We've talked a few times about Haven. I was telling Mark this. We've been talking, me and you have been talking about having this conversation. So I'm glad me and you finally got to have it. So thank you so much for the time, Paul. It's definitely been my honor and pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you Friday night on SmackDown. Indeed you should. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Have a good one. Big thank you to the special counsel of the tribal chief, the reigning, defending, uncontroverted, undisputed. I think I said that right. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the big dog Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Paul was awesome. I got off the phone and I'm like, and I told Paul this, and I'm like, and I sent him a DM and we chatted for a, a we exchanged messages and I said thank you. That was fun. Had a great time. Paul, one of my favorites. Always enjoy him behind the mic. We could have talked a whole lot more. We could have UFC. Because I know he's a big, still watches the product. Wanted to talk more about promos. I had like a whole list here, and I think I went through it. I'm looking at it right now. I've got to one, two, three. I got through four topics in about a little over 26 minutes. So, but that's awesome. Now, Paul was absolutely fantastic. Good banter back and forth. One of the best guys in the business, bar none. I always love talking to Paul Heyman. He's always a treasure. He doesn't do many of these. So when you get them, you take it. And when WWE reached out on Tuesday, I was at Menard. I was driving with my wife. We were going to uh, Portillo's. And I, we were in Menards for like over an hour. Oh, my God. That was terrible. She doesn't listen, so I can say that. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, oh, my God. I got to do this. And she's like, what? And I told her, and she's like, you've been wanting that forever. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> so I've been a kid in the candy store all week. So it's been awesome. Thank you to Paul for the time. It means so much. It, is, it really meant – that meant a lot. When I get to hit bucket list stuff, I get – you know, I get – geeked out about that stuff because to me that's cool this is why I, that's why you do this you know it's my job yeah but first and foremost I, you know and i'm like oh the journalist hat still a fan the fact i get the opportunity to ask these questions i i pinch myself every day because not many people get to be in this position and i'm about to cry here i don't know why just eternally grateful for for all of this and it means a lot and thank all of you 
that wa- that w- listen, you watch, you read, it means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Don't forget, you can find the podcast. You can find this. It's simple, guys. Rate, review, download, subscribe. It's simple. Walk away to Fight Club. Paul Heyman, just subscribe. Leave a review. Because I feel like this is going to do well. We're going to set the world on fire here. I, I just have like this like sneaky feeling this is what's going to happen. So I just have an intuition that it's going to go down. But I always enjoy the time. That's the first time I've talked to Paul. It's been fantastic. Coming up tomorrow, another good one. Man, I wasn't expect what to expect from this interview. But it was great to chat with the cowboy, Donald Cerrone. We, he headlines, not headlines, co-headlines. The UFC returns this weekend at the Apex in Las Vegas. Alex Morano in the co-main event. One from Diego Sanchez to, to Alex Morano. We talk about the weirdness that led to him facing Morano this weekend. Favorite movie. <laughs> Favorite. <laughs> we talk kids. We talk kid movies. Talk about someone I look like and a famous actor. Had no idea who he was until last night, and we'll get more into that tomorrow. We'll talk about that. And he, you know, Donald's a guy, it's hard for him to open up. And he opened up a lot here. Just we talked about his mental state and where it was at leading into the Conor McGregor fight. Was that the reason why he had the long layoff? So we talk about that. We go in depth about that. That was a something I've never, ever really experienced with Donald Cerrone. So that really, I thought that was awesome. So please, please, please make sure you guys listen to that one tomorrow. Next week we got we got UFC Hall of Famer Chuck Liddell, Drew McIntyre. We got the Bushwhackers, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. Not letting you down, guys. We're going to chuck this and roll this in this shiznit going forward. So, as Conor McGregor says, and we'll end with this, I'm not here to take part. I am here to take over. This is Steven Mielhausen. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.